Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to this EM360 podcast. My name is Susan Walsh. I'm the fixer of dirty data and I'm delighted to be your host on this podcast. I'm the founder and MD of the Classification Guru. I bring clarity and accuracy to data, helping teams work more effectively and efficiently, enabling better business decisions. And in today's podcast, I'll be speaking with Glenn Rabi, the CEO of Yellowfin, and Dan Schaefer, Senior Database Administrator at Rocknell. In today's episode, we are going to be speaking about transforming data through analytics. Before we do that, I'd like Glenn and then Dan to introduce themselves and give us a little bit about their background and where they've, they've come from and what they're doing. So Glenn, let's take it away. Yeah, hi, Susan. Um, yeah, so I'm Glenn Rabi. I'm the uh, CEO and co-founder of Yellowfin. Um, I started my life as a data analyst, so I'm pretty passionate about data. I love the stuff. Uh, really, uh, it's never ended, so well, you know, I have an enduring thrill of working with data and, and solving data problems and thinking about how business people use data uh, to improve uh, the decision-making that they do and, and their approach to the work that they do. So that's me in a nutshell. Afternoon, Susan. Yeah, my name's Dan Schaefer. I'm the Senior Database Administrator at Racknell Technology. Um, been working with databases for around 30 years. Uh, Yellowfin, perhaps three, three and a half. Use it pretty extensively at the shop, so that's the lowdown. Perfect. Well, um, I really have so many questions for both of you, um, but let's get started um, with Glenn. So, you know, it's all well and good to have data analysis, but it's so important to make it understandable. So how are you simplifying complex data so that business users can use that data? Yeah, great question, Susan. I think the sort of underlying challenge and, and one that's sort of recognised by industry when you think about, you know, co- you know conversations around data literacy, et cetera, is that data in itself is inherently complex. And so... One of the the big challenges for all businesses and anyone who uses data and who sort of delivers data to end users is thinking about how you can simplify that. How how do you create artifacts, you know, whether they are dashboards or reports or, or data stories, etc., that can help a business user to understand what their data means, the implications of that data and you know what the data is saying to their business and how they can take action on it. And I think that's sort of one of the, the great challenges that still hasn't really been resolved in the industry, you know, on a significant level. I think at Yellowfin, you know, what we've done is we focused a lot on data storytelling. Um, so basically what that means, and, you know, it's, and I'll be very specific about what we mean by data story. A data story for us is where an end, someone adds significant narrative to the data. So where the data almost takes a back step and, you, and you're really explaining what's happening and that takes the form of either a long-form narrative, like you know, in a Word document example, uh, like a, a long article, or something more like a presentation uh, where you're, you're, you're bringing data and, and you know, narrative together. And I think for us, that is kind of the, one of the big missing steps for the business. You know, so often that you sit in a meeting and you, you talk to people about what's happening in their business and they... They they know the metrics and they know that, but they don't necessarily know and understand how they got there or or what those metrics mean in the longer term. And so, this idea of data storytelling and bringing that narrative together is is really critical. I think moving forward to really getting a much much bigger audience understanding and be able to act on their data. That's great. Um, 
And I think, you know, that's what everybody's talking about right now. Is it safe to say you were an early adopter? You kind of, you were there at the start of data storytelling? Yeah, it would be. I mean, we, <laughs> I think, I mean, the, the data storytelling modules that we have uh, in Yellowfin is still unique. I mean, you just, uh, I think Click has a presentation mode, um, but nothing in, a, in form of a long form narrative. Um, you know, and I think it, it is for us when we saw and we see the impact of it on our, on our customers, the user adoption goes up dramatically as a result of data storytelling um, because it's it's really personal, it's easily understood. Uh, and we were the first to bring it to market. I mean, that was certainly within a BI tool. Um, you know, having said that, I did start my life writing narratives, right? I did, you know, my first job as a data analyst was actually, you know, taking data out of, you know, I think it was Access Database at the time, uh, screenshotting those reports and sticking them into a long-form narrative uh, but that art kind of got lost, right? Got lost with the dashboards. And so we're just bringing it back and bringing it back in a new form. Yeah, well, all the greatest ideas are the simplest ones. That's what they say. <laughs> that's true, it's true. <laughs> and Dan, well, 30 plus years experience, that's a lot of experience working with databases. Um, how would you advise from your experience approaching different data sets, um, where they're coming from, and then meshing them together effectively so that you can you can see the data as one unique picture, one whole picture. Yes. When, when working with a lot of different data silos, so to speak, everything's separate, um, the ability to merge that data, aggregate it through Yellowfin has been just huge. Um, much like Glenn used to work with Access, uh, you're, you're limited at some point with how you can mesh that data together and pull it in. It just works a lot better with the storytelling abilities, the presentabilities, transformation flows. Yellowfin really brings a lot of different packages all together to allow for a single platform that people can become used to. It's web interface. They like that. I, I just find it's it's kind of a lot of good things all pulled into one, so to speak. So if you were to start again from scratch, you had your different data silos. What would be your advice for that person listening now who's about to take that first step? Mm, yeah, um, fi finding the biggest common denominator. Uh, one of the things I've had in the latest project I did was a lot of mission creep. So people want a certain subset of data, but then once they see some of the things you can do, it just constantly evolves. Um over the past year and a half, I've never actually completed the project because the mission creep just keeps getting deeper and deeper. So getting a good firm grip on what you want initially, what can be uh, rated as a complete would be a good thing. So you can have milestones, I guess, would be the best. I think to add to that, Susan, I think you know, Dan makes a really good point. And one of the things you know we see again when people are embarking on new BI projects Two is one is precisely that is the mission creep. But I think being really clear about exactly what you want to deliver right up front and, and so sticking to your guns on that and go, let's just get this done before we add to it. The second part is, which I think is the actual, the, the longer term reality is that, you know, BI and analytics is a constantly evolving beast in organizations. And so, you know, once you've built, you know, one dashboard or a set of reports or whatever the, the initial content that you wanted, once people start to use it and ask more questions, then the challenge is how, how do you respond to those more questions? How do you how do you give them more insight? Because once someone knows something, they want to know the next thing. And and 
you know, it's it's kind of the double-edged sword of, of great analytics, isn't it? Like the ability to finally see something and go, oh, my God, what does that mean, right? And so that is this, I, I think it's, you know, I've seen it since day one and it never goes away. And it's part of the love of the, the, the area, right? It's, that's what makes analytics so exciting is it just you can continue to keep looking and keep analysing. But you've also, you've got to have this discipline to really constrain it and to deliver it in bite-sized chunks that can be consumed by the business. Great. And when you are training up new users in Yellowfin and they are new to the technology, you might have some user adoption problems. Um, How can businesses tackle that, whether it's, well, any kind of software, because it happens with all different types of of software processes, et cetera. Have you got any advice for that? Yeah, like again, I think, you know, a good onboarding program is is always really critical is thinking about, you know, who are your key users, what are their personas and, and what do they need to do uh, initially within the application. So start small, you know, build, you know, work very closely with your power users, the people who are going to really use whatever application you've got to the nth degree, get them really very skilled up very quickly so before going to the masses um, because it's those power users that fundamentally are going to be the sort of train the trainers they're going to support a much bigger audience either by doing analysis for them uh, or helping them to create their own analysis in, in, the, in the scheme of analytics and so um, it is again you know it's like don't don't try and boil the ocean. Um, get get the key people that need to have the skills and and get them highly trained before opening up um, and delivering to the whole audience. You know, the other thing I wouldn't do, and again, analytics is you're actually in a reasonably good position because you can deliver purely pre-canned content. So you know your initial rollout to a bigger audience, wider audience could be very limited in terms of functionality. So you could just say to those people, look, you can view these dashboards, but you can't create, you can't create your own reports, et cetera. And so you have this capacity to kind of do this very staggered rollout where you slowly incrementally add features and functions that your end users have access to. And so you can kind of control the, that first overwhelming, what do I do with this, by delivering value up front with pre-canned content, things that people can use immediately that you know helps them to do their jobs well. Um, and then you can slowly add more functionality. So for those that want to explore further, who want to create their own content, um, that they can do that. That's great. And it sounds like a really flexible and agile tool, so it kind of grows with the needs of the business. Um, is, would that be right? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, you can, uh, and that's look. And I think it's not just Yellowfin. There's a lot. There's a lot of it. You know, when you when you manage functional security and you think about using functional security in a strategic way as opposed to just saying what will my users do, then you've you know you've got these levers to pull. And you know, lots of products have functional security. Um, and so thinking about that differently and thinking about that as part of your rollout strategy um, really helps you to be far more effective. Great. And I guess if before we even get, you know, that's one of the benefits, one of the many benefits, um, taking it right back to, to when, uh, before people come to you, you know, they are working with spreadsheets, it can be cumbersome. So, so how does this tool benefit the end users, especially from a time saving perspective? And I guess, Dan, you've got loads of experience with this. Yeah, I mean, um, 
a lot of people are entrenched in spreadsheets. <laughs> I, I, I have yeah. quite quite a few seasoned veterans where I'm working now that um they live off spreadsheets. The ability to have Yellowfin hit my different data, aggregate it, generate, and through broadcast, it will email those spreadsheets out to the diehard fans. That's great. I mean, that happens before I even make it into the shop. That's that shot out at five in the morning. So they're already working off the broadcast reports. So my more power users, they're getting into the drill down functionality, the drill through where it's just like a, a never ending web of data. They can go from sales of a product all the way to shipment and every hop in between. And, you know, lay, laying out your schema properly you, you can really make that work good for you and save everyone a lot of time. That's amazing. And and in terms of like specific tasks, has it has it improved the, the time that it takes to put certain reports together or get the just the multiple spreadsheets together? Have, have you found that that's really benefited your teams? Yes, definitely. Um, they, they can really, you know, with, with the filters being there for the end user to pick what they need. I have a few reports that are very complex, but it deals with everyone in the shop. So using the filters, they're on one screen. It's common format. Everybody understands what's coming out of it. So they can compare one department to another, even though they don't know the other department. It still makes sense to how their data flow is, what they need to be addressing. That's great. And would that have even been possible with spreadsheets? No, no, no. Uh, they spent half their morning building the spreadsheets. Um, just, just too many data silos. They couldn't even tap into it all with ODBC. So their database connectivity, you know, manual exports. I've got uh, transformation flows where they actually download um, employee time data. So our time and attendance system is on cloud-based. I have no access to it. HR actually can download CSV files, canned reports, and import them into Yellowfin themselves, basically doing the data aggregation for me. And, you know, I like it when people do my job. <laughs> that's, that's great. You know, you're, you don't have to, well, hopefully that you don't have to wait too long for them to do it, but, you know, you're not having to go through a long process of IT or something like that. So it sounds like that's really useful. Yeah, self-service is, is really a big thing with... Um, you know, BI now. I mean, even lower end technical people who don't deal a lot with the spreadsheets, they can see and understand what a big red X is versus a green check. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Glenn, so, you know, there are people listening and they're thinking, I need to be thinking about something like this. You know, what should organizations be paying attention to most when selecting these types of tools um, from an implementation perspective? I mean, how, how simple is it or does it involve a lot of work up front? It's one of those great questions, isn't it? How long is a piece of string? Um, yeah. <laughs> it really, it depends, depends on your outcomes. And I'll, I'll probably, I'll start with probably a philosophy question, which is who, who are you designing this application for at the end of the day? You know, who is the core user? And I think one of the, the key challenges with BI analytics products is often businesses get sucked into believing that the tool is actually for the data analyst, when in reality, the outcome and what the tool does is fundamentally there to support business and business users. 
So, you know, I always challenge people to go, well, who's your core audience? Who are the people that you want to be using this the most? Because where is the business benefit derived? The people who are making decisions with data are the ones that are actually adding value to your data. You know, the, the data analyst, and I, not to be dismissive, but it's fundamentally the mechanic, and they can be great mechanics. You know, they know the data, they know how to manipulate it, but they're not the ones driving your business forward. And so the real question is, when you're selecting a tool, who is going to be the primary user and what are the use cases that you want to support from that? Based on that, based on that answer, you can then choose the right tool or mix of tools, right? So, um, you, you know, you may well decide that, you know, for my business users, I'm going to use Yellowfin as an example, but for my data analyst, for this particular type of workload, I'm going to be using Tableau or I'm going to be using a data science tool, et cetera. Um, and so I think you need to really very much break out what it is expect, what you're expecting people to do and therefore start from that perspective because that's when you're going to have the biggest adoption in your chosen audience. If you're buying a solution for data analysts and it's 100% geared towards business users, your data analysts will use it, but they will they will try and drift back to the tools that they, you know, that they feel are better to do the job that they need to do the job in. And so it's that it's really being very clear about who and why and what and choosing the right tools for the for the right job ultimately. Beyond that, like all great data projects, you know, you're going to have to ask is, you know, what's the state of my data? What does it look like? Is it ready for consumption? Is it ready for analysis? You know, how fast and performant is it? Um, all of those hygiene factors that are really critical to making any deployment, mass deployment of BI successful. Great. I've got one quick question for you. Have you ever come across a company that has good data, like clean data? Uh, <laughs> Before you start, <laughs> uh, come across. I've come across companies that have had, I would say, in a particular domain, um, reasonably, I would say, good enough data. Right, data that is actually good enough to do the job straight out of the box. To go, yep, we can we can start to use this and get value out of it. You know, like all businesses, ourselves included. You know, you, you change your business process, you tweak this, you tweak that, new data is created. You're constantly massaging and thinking about, you know, what's the best place to get this attribute, right? Um, that never goes away, and therefore, you know, behind analytics never goes away uh, as a result. But, you know, I, I, I'm also a keen fan of, of, you know, living with what you got. Like, you know, when I started my life, in, I was in banking as a data analyst, and, you know, when we went through a QA process with data, data that was being rolled up all the way to the executive team and someone would find a transaction that was incorrect, they'd be like, oh, the whole data set's wrong. I'm going, well, but the trend doesn't change, right? The trend is either going up or down. It's either good or bad. And that's what the executive should care about. They shouldn't care about whether, you know, one or two transactions are off by 5%. It makes no difference to their decision-making. And so I think, again, you know, with data, you've got to be a bit pragmatic. You've got to say, What's good enough to use to make decisions today that's fundamentally I can I trusted enough versus it being perfect um, versus if I'm going to be billing a customer, I want that transaction to be perfect, right? <laughs> you can't get that one wrong. But, you know, so again, based on the use case, think about your data and is your data good enough to use for that use case? Oh, that's great. That gives us all hope. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, um, Going through the process with Yellowfin, um, what have you learned? And, and we've already talked about some of the benefits, but are there any other benefits that you've discovered as well? 
There, there are quite a few benefits. As Glenn said, it is a very large environment. All, all things seem possible. Uh, just, just breaking things down to the JavaScript engine. I mean, being able to do your own scripting, you can get that fine tuned, that in depth into the software is, is pretty impressive. I, I mean, yeah, your, your data is never clean. I've never seen it real clean anyhow. And if you could go back and start again implementing Yellowfin, is there anything that you've learned that you wish you'd known before you started? I, I probably would have set my, my database servers up a little bit different. Um, I'm slowly migrating them over to hardware, not virtual machines, just for the speed. The driver A's seem to take a huge hit when dealing with virtual machines. So I think that's the biggest thing I would do. I think that's if that's all, then that, that's <laughs> really a great testament to, to the work that Glenn and the guys at Yellowfin are doing. Definitely a um, solid product. Yeah, fantastic. So, so Glenn, um, have you got any more examples of um, case studies um, that would be useful in, in context with the rest of the conversations we've had today? Or, you know, is there a real example of supporting an organization that's, that's made a real difference to them? Look, I think, you know, there's so many, right? That's, it's, that's one of those, I love being, you know, sitting and talking to a customer who, who fundamentally has changed the way they do business because finally they have really good access to data and they understand their business. And that could be, you know, from a sales perspective, is a really good example, a very simple example. When you think about Salesforce data and you think about what comes out of a CRM, the, the big challenge with, with uh, analytics out of, you know, a CRM system, is that typically they don't keep history. And so if you help a, a customer to keep history of that data, then all of a sudden they see the true trends of what's happening in their business and you actually, that all of a sudden tells them exactly how their pipeline's changing from a sales perspective as an example. People get very, very excited by that new insight, right? And that that discovery. And honestly, that's the bit for me that I, I never get sick of is, is understanding how businesses work and therefore once you've got a hold of that helping them to to shape their data to support that that mission that they have so that they've got far better insights in how they run their business and be more effective um, and that happens over and over again in different industries but it, you know it starts from the ground up with thinking about the data thinking about the visualizations that are going to help support the business and then building that end to end I know that feeling well, that <laughs> light bulb moment when they've suddenly discovered something that's been in front of them the whole time and they didn't see it. Yeah, exactly. It's it magical. Is, it is awesome. It is fantastic. And that's, you know, that's that's kind of what keeps me excited. It's, you know, every day you, you kind of see and you hear those stories and it's 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 fantastic. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, what about what's what's next for Yellowfin? I mean, you, you you are in a great position to be the data storytellers. Yeah, so we've thought, I mean, the big thing for us is we're working um, on our version of sort of NLQ, so natural language queries is is one of the sort of the you know the interfaces that exist in a lot of products. Uh, we've taken a very very different approach to that. Um, and I think it's going to be, it's going to have a huge impact. It's um, certainly for our end users, for the people, you know, the business user. I think we, we, we're creating something really, truly special and, and highly differentiated in the market uh, that's going to enable, you know, a, you know, 
a business user to really simply ask very, very hard questions of their data, things that they can't do today through any interface, right, without being a technical specialist. Um, it's something we've been working on for a couple of years now, and um, it's almost going to see the light of day. It's got a couple of months away, so you know, we're starting to get very excited by that. So it's um, it's going to be pretty cool. And, uh, you know, the, the customers that we've shown it to have got very excited for the possibility of it because... You've got to kind of see it. It's hard to explain, but it's very, it, it, it guides a user through asking, you know, to help them to ask really complex questions. And that's, that's at the heart of what it does. It just takes them through this process and enables them to do things that, you know, honestly, I'd even say within Yellowfin, always possible, but you know, have to be a specialist to, to, to write that kind of query. But now an end user can do it, you know, in a few clicks and a few, few words, uh, which is very, very exciting. That is. Well, I think we can all hear the excitement in your voice. So I'm even more excited to see what this is now. So as we wrap up, are there any final thoughts from you, Glenn and Dan? I'm a little excited to see the next version now. <laughs> yeah, we're all <laughs> oh, did, I, did I mention that? Oops, I should have should have told you, Dad. Uh, no, it's you, you will. You'll, you'll definitely for your end users, Dan. They're definitely going to be excited. And uh, I just want to say thanks so much for 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 joining us today as well, Dan. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, Glenn and Dan, and for joining us today and providing all your insights and chat. It also, if if you, the listeners, would like more information on what we've been discussing, you can head on over to the yellowfinbi.com website to get more information. We'll also put links um, in in the, the information. And from the folks here at EM360, until next time, I am Susan Walsh, the classification guru. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.